All right, here we go again. Hopefully I get this one right. Nothing worse than starting a podcast, feeling you're doing well, and for some reason the shit fucking ends. But this is episode three of Ramble, Young Man Ramble. I'm your host, Chill Will, Tilly Willie, Chills, Wills, and Thrills, the chill one. As always, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, Chili Chill with a Y underscore. I'm out here in LA sitting by the pool before I go to work later on. And the NFL is back. I've always been a fan of the NFL. I mean, I grew up in Detroit. I had Barry Sanders during my during my day. If you can appreciate Barry, then I don't know if you could appreciate football. But my Lions won last night in the third preseason game of the year. It doesn't really mean much, so I'll just leave it at that. I've always been much more of a fan of college football anyway. I mean, my team is the Michigan Wolverines, so they have been the more winning team than the Lions since I've been a kid. So, Or since I was born, let's just put it like that. But what I want to ramble on today is the NFL... And a perspective that some have touched on, not many, especially from the regular man's point of view, but the reaction to the anthem protest. Not the actual protest, you know, just for some context, I'll just say, I'll put it out there, I support Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick. And every other player that's uh, stood and protested and felt what they were doing was right. But not to get into that, but the actual reaction. And there's a certain group of people that want to players to stand and not bring social issues to work quote-unquote, and then there's other people that feel you have every right to do so. But one thing that's been, I shouldn't say confusing, but perplexing almost, would be that both sides on the anthem, of the anthem reaction, want you to protest football, or protest, have mentioned protesting football. So, I think it showed last year that uh, ratings weren't down because of the protests. You could look at the numbers. You could disagree with all that want, but we know what's out there. We we know that people who were weren't pleased with it <laughs> were still out there watching the games. You know, maybe just watching wanting to 
not like it, but they were watching. But then you had other people. And what I want to talk about, my perspective, is somebody who believes in others allowing to have their rights, who believe in people, who believes in people speaking up when they want to and how they feel when they don't agree with a specific uh, instance that's going on, whether it directly relates to the audience that they're speaking with or whether it doesn't. And my thing is, people who don't agree with the anthem, for you to call out and boycott football, watching it, I should say, I I come to the simplest terms of 30 seconds, 45 seconds, however long the anthem is, a minute and 15 seconds. I don't know. I've heard that thing. I've played high school sports. I've played college sports. I've had to stand through the national anthem. I've heard it a dozen times. I've heard it so much playing through my playing days and watching sports that I know it by heart, and I didn't even want to learn it by heart. Now, that mere... 30 seconds, I don't understand how that takes away from the whole football experience. Other than it being a deeper desire or feeling, some type of feeling against those actually protesting. Because that, 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 that doesn't affect the game, how the game is being played at all. But what I really want to speak on was somebody in my position. Someone who's learned whose mother is, or was, I should say, a a civil rights activist back in the 70s and 80s. Was a part of different political parties. So I heard many things growing up in these stories of what takes place at these rallies, the stuff you hear about now where protesters and counter-protesters and yada, yada, yada. My mother was a part of all that before things were televised. So where do I stand, especially with the issue being at hand as a black man and supporting and giving something TV ratings when I know that that business doesn't support the overall well-being or even the thought process of its employees and its entertainment that we decide to fund or entertain or watch. So... While we have one group on one hand wanting to protest, or I shouldn't say protest, but uh, boycott, we also have this, the, other, the, the total other side of the coin, group of people that are saying we should boycott too.
So you would think that's a lose-lose on the NFL's end. Now, I'm not here to offer solutions. Honestly, I think the kneeling was a great, great start. And I think they could have gotten more out of it, especially with the reaction that they got from the NFL owners and the people, quote-unquote, in power, that that should have led them to just not play at all. You know, now that goes into, you know, you can have an argument there about whether they should play or not. I'm not here to offer that or dive deep into that. But if we hear about Papa John's, for example, and these guys, and they're saying you don't support his pizza, they pull a sponsorship for the language and offensive actions that he's taken, you know, it's fine. You don't eat Papa John's. You hit him where it hurts. You hit him in... But for the NFL, the people that are saying they don't like the anthem and should watch it and don't want to watch it, they're still watching. They're still playing fantasy football. And for the people that are saying we're getting disrespected like usual, we don't want to deal with it, a lot of their supporters are still watching football. Now, to be honest with you, I watched football a little bit last year. Let me just say I didn't make it a priority. One, because I live all the way across the country from my home team, so I don't get them on TV. But two, I did have some type of way. If I support certain people and I see how they're getting treated, why would I go back and and support that employer? If my friend gets fired from a job for mistreatment, why why would I go back and, and give that why would I go back and give that same people my business? When I saw how they treated a friend. Now, these players are most of the regular fans. They're not friends. But we're here for them and they are here for us. Simply because that's the business we're in. So being somebody on my end, am I contributing to the the issue by watching football? No, it's not even like I'm a black man that gets paid to cover sports. Because I'm not. So... I I, I want to say there's one end we're a little bit more conflicted than people think. Because I feel like others it's set in stone. You know, don't, don't, don't disrespect, don't do this. Oh, this is, takes away from football. But what you don't like doesn't affect what you watch. Regardless, on my end, if I watch it, that affects me because then I'm still supporting the people that saying they need to stand or they should do what they're told. We're talking about grown men and you're telling them they should do what they're told. We're talking about trying to make an example out of a couple to uh, get the others to fall in line. Now, I don't know about you, but... I know that's tactics that's only employed in gang culture, in crime, and dictatorships with an undertone of, with the racist undertone. Because it clearly directs only one group of people for the most part. 
Now, I'm not going to say everybody's not affected by police brutality. And I'm not going to say everybody's not affected by dictatorship. But you can't, you can't continue to give power to those that you're trying to strip away. It's, it's, it's contradicting. And you don't get anywhere. And you don't solve the actual problem that you're voicing. Another example. We had the Olympics in Rio. Big thing in Rio and Olympics, we already know Brazil has a very, very, very poor demographic or part of their population. And they live in very poor housing. Now, a lot of this housing was torn down, destroyed, so that way they can build the proper facilities for the incoming, for the incoming athletes. So with that being said, what if you're a player that grew up in those favelas? You witnessed all the crime, all the poverty, all the whatever that comes with that. You feel, you feel a certain way. And you make it, you become a big tennis star. And... Or a tennis, oh my God, I said tennis. You come become a big soccer star. And you make your national team. Now your national team is hosting one of the biggest events ever. Or the biggest summer event every four years, I should say, in the world. So what, what do you, what do you do if you say, hey, you're building this, we have the Olympics, but you're tearing down and destroying where all my family is from. Now, it's not saying it's not a great thing, but you can't look at it and be like, oh, well, it's not like it was anything in the first place, but that's your home. That's where your family resides. And now they're being displaced. And now they're being displaced because money is coming in and saying, hey, we can't have this. One, we need the area. Two, we don't like what is in this area and it wouldn't be good for business in the first place. So, do you not play for your national team? This opportunity? Does your family, if you decide to play, does your family decide to boycott it? Because, do they decide to boycott it because of what happened to them and they know what the under... The underbelly of everything. Everybody just gets to see the show. But nobody goes and understands the process and what happens before that. So, do you not play? Do you squander your one opportunity? Or do you say forget it and you go on and try and participate in something that you've looked your whole life, even though as you've gotten older, you saw that what you want to be a part of isn't, very, isn't necessarily supportive of, where, of who you are, where you come from. So who has the, 
Because I, I would almost think, all right, if you're going to decide to play, the family should support the player or the fans should support the player. But by him playing and still participating, it, it, it totally takes away from the voice that you made, that you created. to bring light to all these situations. So, with that being said, I got guys, friends that are in the NFL now. Pittsburgh Steelers, Detroit Lions, LA Chargers. They all understand. They all know what's going on. They don't approve of it, but do they risk their jobs? They don't risk their job. And I'm not here to bring any criticism their way because I would never. But in my instance, they've made their decision. Can I continue watching something that's steadily, that I know isn't for me or doesn't care about when their players, where their players come from, the same place I come from, they don't care what their players' thoughts and opinions are. So, no, I'm not going to say boycott. I'm not going to say watch it. I'm not here to offer any answers because if that's the case, I wouldn't be talking to my only two listeners. (laughs) But... Just think of the dilemma that puts everybody in. And I just want to say, if that's anything, I hope more people ask these same questions to themselves. Or you start to. Because if you're a fan of sports, or if you're a fan of the NFL, or if you're a fan of this country, or whatever. Even if this indirectly affects you. If you take a moment for some thoughts and consideration and you do it objectively and without bias, there's only one place it leads. And that's to yourself. You got to look in the mirror. What do you stand on? What do you hold to be true? And what do you do about it? Just a little ramble. Again, ramble, young man, ramble. This is your host, Chilly Chill. I went a little bit longer than expected, a little young-winded, but, you know, that's what we're here for. Questions, feedback, go ahead, hit me on Anchor. Hit me on Twitter. Thank you for my two listeners. Maybe it'll be three next time. Have a good one.